When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 157 of the Shock Jock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting podcast network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. Right off the top, just want to say, um, in Dallas, Texas this week, uh, Dallas, Texas and Frisco, Texas, uh, doing some play-by-play and sideline reporting work um, for MLS Next Cup, actually doing a lot of soccer this week, as I intend to do this time of the year. It's been a blast, really have enjoyed it. So I'm, a- I'm away from my normal studio confines this week. I'm on the road doing the podcast this week. I'm also doing the podcast on a Wednesday instead of the Thursday because I'm flying out to go back to Florida on Thursday night. So don't have time uh, to record it on the Thursday. Obviously, Friday, uh, it would be too late. We post on the Friday. So getting it done for you a little bit earlier this week on the Thursday. Uh, there's a lot to get to. Uh, but before we touch on, you know, some developments with Jalen Brunson, the uh, the Murray speculation as well and, and what the Knicks could potentially do with this roster and, and what it might look like. We'll get to, you know, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel and the cutting of salary and draft aftermath. Uh, all that is on the table. It's a heavy Knicks show as it should be this week. So we'll touch on all of it. But uh, before we get started, I just want to give you guys a huge shout out because, uh, you know, my articles that I've written so far about the draft um, and the draft podcast that we did where we, we, we reacted live, I beg your pardon, to uh, to the draft, 1 through 11, and then all of the Knicks uh, wheeling and very much dealing on draft night. Uh, it was tremendous. And uh, you guys, just from a content standpoint, it was agony to go through as those that listened to last week's podcast can attest. But uh, what a fun content creating uh situation it was the reactions were great i listened back to it um a couple of days ago and uh it, it was great from a podcast standpoint on the night um as i tweeted out for those of you that were following me following along on my twitter feed at st j7 there were a few of you i got a chance to 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 link up with and talk with um while the podcast was going on but uh because again i was recording then taking breaks to tweet taking breaks to eat all that good stuff. So there was a lot happening uh, at the same time. But I, I do want to mention that, you know, I was stunned. You know, getting into the draft reaction or draft aftermath, I guess, first a week on or almost a week on from it. Um, 
man, it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Um, to say the least stunning because we were talking for months about which prospect the Knicks would go for and potentially what, uh, prospect the Knicks were hopefully going to trade up for in, uh, in Jade and Ivy. And obviously it didn't materialize. There were multiple moments where I kind of thought, as you can probably look back at the live, uh, not the live stream, but the live reaction and see, um, that it could have happened. There were possibilities, multiple reports throughout the night saying it was definitely in the cards, but or at least being discussed. You know, that that let's be very clear. It was being discussed, and the Knicks tried very hard, we found out later, to get it done, but uh failed to do so, and then went all out for Jalen Brunson. And since then, we've gotten reports that it does look like it's not confirmed, you know, nothing has taken place yet officially, but it is looking more and more likely, I think that's the best way we could put it at this point, that Jalen Brunson is going to become a Nick. Now, it is not confirmed. <laughs> Let's be very clear. Jalen Brunson could still sign with the Mavericks uh, tomorrow when the trade deadline begins on the 30th, when you'll, uh, or, you know, you'll get the podcast on the Friday, but you get my drift. And then this this entire week will have been a complete waste for the Knicks. Um, the good news is, the slight good news here, is that if the Knicks get Jalen Brunson, the wheeling and dealing that they did on draft night, completely blowing up their plans in the first round, will have been for something. And we don't have to look back on this this past draft as one of the worst drafts in Knicks history. I think that is what it currently sits at if the Knicks don't get Jalen Brunson it is one of the worst drafts the Knicks have ever had because they did so much to try and solve the point guard position. And if they come away with nothing here, you really can't argue. You know, I, I, I saw a few people reaching out talking about the draft where the Knicks passed on Curry and, you know, all this stuff, prior drafts. And my thought was, but think about the long-term significance with this team. No one knew at the time that, that Steph Curry was going to be Steph Curry. So, that's a little harsh to say that that was a bad draft for the Knicks. It's unlucky, but this draft was in the Knicks' hands to do something big. And if doing, quote-unquote, doing something big leads to them not getting Jaden Ivey, and now more importantly, as it stands right now, not getting Jalen Brunson after everything they've had to do, and the fact that many people think, I don't know if I think this yet, but many people think that the Knicks would be overpaying to get Jalen Brunson. That's the other thing. Now, the one thing I want to mention here is the Knicks really need a bleeping point guard, right? And I said before the draft that I would tip my cap to the Knicks if they went for it, right? Especially when it came to, at the time, Jaden Ivey. Now, according to reports, the Knicks tried everything they could to get Jaden Ivey. If that's the case, fair enough. But they are going through leaps and bounds to get Jalen Brunson, right? This has to work. If the Knicks don't get him, this is a disaster. And we said this last week, and that is still in play. The Knicks history here isn't good. So there's a lot of pressure on Leon Rose and Scott Perry and Worldwide West to get this done. They have to at least get this over the line. That's step one. Step two is... 
you know, Jalen Brunson needs a team around him. And, you know, you just got rid of Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel to get more cap space to get Jalen Brunson, right? And again, we can have a debate, right, over whether or not Jalen Brunson is worth the money. You could, I, I think there's an argument to be made that he is because the Knicks need a damn point guard. And he's a really bleeping good point guard and could be a core cornerstone piece on a Knicks team that could challenge for the East if they can fit pieces around him. You know, Jalen Brunson's 25 years old. He's just hitting his stride. You know, just hitting his stride in his career. And I think that he feels, if the reports are true, you could see this being a thought process where Jalen Brunson thinks, well, Luca's here, you know, and I get that I'm already on a good team, but I can go lead a good team in New York, a place where Jalen Brunson, as a college player at Villanova, had a ton of success. They dominated the Garden when Jalen Brunson was there, regular season and at the Big East tournament. So he loves that building. He'll love to go there. His dad is now an assistant coach, and you know, you could, there's really there's no argument whether or not the Knicks did that to help the cause. But to be fair, Rick Brunson, you know. Even if Jalen Brunson wasn't on the Knicks' radar, you could see Rick Brunson being brought in and be like, okay, I could see that being a, a good move for the Knicks. Like, it's not it's not totally about... Like, this is not college where the brother's also on the team and the coach from high school's now an assistant. And, and you know, let's get a couple of his friends on the team. Like, this, this is not a sellout thing here. Like, Rick Brunson knows what the heck he's doing. He's a good basketball mind, if not a great basketball mind. So he is very uh, fitting of getting this job. It just so happens that they're also going after his son this offseason in free agency, and, and it could work out. So I, I just going back to the, the pieces around him, I get why the Knicks are doing this. I do. They, they need to fill this role very badly, and they feel that Jalen Brunson is a gettable player, but also a player that's worthy of taking this team to the next level. 25 years of age, the next six, seven years... We could see some phenomenal basketball being played by Jalen Brunson. I think that that's still very much on the table. And Jalen Brunson has a lot to prove still in the NBA. There's still a lot for him to do. And he could potentially do it with the Knicks, which is exciting as a Knicks fan to see that potentially play out. It just, it's nuts how much the Knicks had to do to get into this position. That's probably the biggest thing for me. I was talking about a number of people here you know, some coworkers of mine that are with me in Texas and they were, you know, they know I do a podcast about the team and I, and I was talking to them about, you know, the thoughts, uh, you know, my thoughts on the Knicks and they were, and they were saying, you know, after all that, you know, is it going to be worth it? And, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. After all the Knicks have just done, is it going to be worth it? Is Jalen Brunson enough in return? And I think if you put enough around him, this could be a very successful move, but a lot of steps have to be made before we get to that point. But by, by the way, it's it's amazing how much drama there's been with uh, with moves and acquisitions between the Knicks and the Mavs. You know, the last six seven years, KP and Tim Hardaway and Nilla Kina. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, Reggie Bullock as well, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, it, it, a lot. A lot has happened between these two teams, and a lot of it's been, you know, Knicks going to Dallas. But uh, we'll see if Jalen Brunson ends up becoming a Nick. And 
Listen, I, I think the long-term outlook for this could be good. Could be good. You know, the Knicks, I think, would still have, according to Bobby Marks of ESPN, I think it's $7 million in cap space if they give Jalen Brunson this deal and he accepts. So they they have some wiggle room to fill out the rest of the roster. And Brunson, Barrett, Randall, this group, you can kind of see it start to come together a little bit, you know? And the biggest thing for me, and the reason I'm really kind of saying, like, let's see how this plays out a little bit, is the point guard position is being addressed here. So let's say the... Let's do a hypothetical here, right? The Knicks get the job done, right? They finally get a man that they've been after in free agency for a big contract who's young, in their prime, ready to go. And it's at the point guard position. That, to be fair, is a big deal, right? That's a big feather in the cap for Leon Rose and for Scott Perry and for World Wide West, right? We can knock them all they want, for the amount of effort it took to get this done, if it gets done. But it is a positive that they were able to get a big name at a big position to come to the Knicks. That in itself is a big deal, right? Because they've been so so unsuccessful, the Knicks as a whole, the last 10 to 15 years, if not longer, at doing that. So... That's a win, right? Then you go to the second part, which is, but they gave up a lot to do it, right? And then what's around him? How do the Knicks build from there? That's all important. That's all important, but the deal's got to get done first. There is a little bit of, of me that, that is continuing to tell myself internally, I'll believe it when I see it. When it's confirmed then we can really start to have this conversation. Now, the fit for the Knicks is pretty obvious. Jalen Brunson is a floor general, a a solid shooter. He's getting better with his three-point shot every year, basically. Can can really help get guys involved. Julius Randle now can have a lot more freedom on the floor. Doesn't need to have the ball in his hands a lot, at least to start a play, to make things happen. And what I think is big as well is when you have someone like Jalen Brunson on the floor, who's also good, again, he's a little undersized, but he's really able to use his body to get space. He can make space come, you know, open up for other players. And he can find Julius Randle in places where maybe other guards in the past, including Emmanuel Quickly, who will be a part of this, haven't been able to find him. You know, vision, timing, and the use of your body to get space, create openings, that's all big pluses for Jalen Brunson that that come to the table and a floor general that can run an offense. The Knicks have not had that for so long with the amount of talent that comes with Jalen Brunson. So the last time the Knicks were in the playoffs, remember Raymond Felton was the point guard. It still really wasn't revolving around the point guard then because it was about Mello and the three-point shooting. Really, I mean, that's really why that Knicks team was so good. Veterans, defense, and three-point shooting. This is a different era, obviously. This that this is, you know, we're talking 10 years on, and almost 11 years on from that season. So this is a league where you need scoring, you need good guard play, guys that can stretch the floor, 
And good distributors of the basketball, floor generals, wing players that can defend, shooting guards that can fill it up. And the Knicks are starting to check off some of those boxes, hopefully, with the signing of Jalen Brunson. That's the hope that I have with this deal, potentially. If it gets done, that Jalen Brunson is going to be a potential big piece to bigger things to come. And it's gonna, I think it works out for Jalen as well, right? He's not... Um, the main man in Dallas, right? I actually, I actually drove past the, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. I think it might've been the practice facility, uh, earlier this week. And I immediately thought, you know, I wonder if, I wonder yeah, as a Knicks fan, I wonder if Jalen Brunson's around, but, uh, it was very funny because I immediately thought, you know, about this podcast and, and thought to myself this very point, you know, Jalen Brunson can be a star in New York. The leading man, potentially. You know, I mean, Julius Randle's had two solid seasons. You know, two years, the year the Knicks made the playoffs was the big one, an all-star season. But last year, he averaged 20 points per game. He could still be a big-time player. No question about it. So it really is going to come down to whether or not the Knicks can get this done and where they can build around the team from there. I mean, that's really... The big question mark. Is this the start of something that the Knicks can really hang their hat on? You know, and, and Brunson is a player that, you know, I mean, I, I was reading these stats uh, earlier. I think they're from Forbes that uh, looked them up for their article talking about the amount of money that, that Jalen Brunson would get, which I believe, by the way, just to should have mentioned that at the top, the Knicks would give potentially. Uh, Jalen Brunson, a deal worth four years and close to $110 million. That's a lot of money. You know, that the Knicks would, I think, pay Jalen Brunson somewhere around, um, and this is according to to Bobby Marks of ESPN, uh, $26 to $27 million next season. And the Knicks have just under $34 million of cap space, so they'd have roughly $7 million left to work with, as I mentioned earlier. So they need it. It's their number one priority. And, uh, you know, again, the numbers with Luka on the court and without Luka on the court for Brunson are pretty, pretty, it's a pretty big difference, right? I mean, Jalen Brunson averaged 16 points, just under five assists, and just under four rebounds a game last season on the whole. With Luka on the floor with him, Jalen Brunson averaged 14.8, and three and a half assists per game when it was just him running the show and not having to, you know, make sure Luca gets shots. He averaged 22 points per game and he averaged just under seven and a half assists per game. That's a big difference. You know, that, that is a player who's the backup number two guard, like he's kind of a big depth piece, like a guy that can is a big impact player, but he's a depth guy to a star on the team. That's how drastic that is with Doncic on the court and without it. That's potentially what the Knicks are getting. I think that's kind of why the Knicks are willing to give this money to pay Jalen Brunson and to move heaven and earth to get him. That That is really what it comes down to. They see, they know those numbers. They don't have to, you know, dig too deeply to find them. And when they see them, they, they probably see, well, that that's what he could do for us. We don't have an, a guy that's in his way. 
you know, and we'll have to see. But that that is what it looks like right now for the Knicks. It's, it's not done. Let's be very clear. But for right now, um, it looks like, it's looking more like, Jalen Brunson could be coming to the Knicks. But we'll see. When Penn goes to paper, then we will really have a discussion about what this means moving forward. And if it doesn't, it's an absolute dumpster fire on the part of the Knicks. And I don't really think there's any way of getting around that. You know what I mean? And it's because of how much they had to do. How much they had to do just to get in position to get him. Now, I give them some respect for doing that. But then it looks really poor on a front office when they do all of that and then get nothing out of it. And to be fair, the Knicks, like I said, the Knicks have been there time and time again. We'll see if this is the time where they're finally going to get it done. Let's take a break. When we come back, DeJounte Murray to the Knicks. We'll touch on that. Knicks could use a little bit of depth defensively and he's more than just depth uh Dejounte murray and we'll talk more off-season hoops all that more is next on the shock shock Knicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network just want to say again second half of the show um i was looking again during the break at the incredible response we got to the show last week and to the articles as well uh writing about you know this potentially being one of the worst drafts in Knicks history the Knicks can't get Jalen Brunson and then the live reaction to uh the draft itself and again I, I also want to reiterate it was a lot of fun interacting with some of you that hit me up on Twitter um I don't tweet a ton just because of a lot of the a lot of work I'm doing and and things of that nature but I really appreciate all of you uh, getting involved with me during the draft, but also on top of that, uh, listening to the live draft, you know, reaction and the articles as well. So it's a very, um, it's a very cool thing. It's a very cool thing. No question about that. And it really, it, it makes me excited. You know, every time I do this show, uh, I get excited, but that makes me, you know, more and more happy about where this is at, where it's going, and uh, where posting and toasting is going in general on the writing side and with the podcast. So it's all thanks to you. It's all thanks to you, the viewers, or I should say the listeners, uh, and the viewers of the article, for uh, lack of a better term. So thank you all so much again. It means a lot. And uh, you know, like I said before, we we don't miss a podcast every week, no matter what, whether I'm in... New York, New Jersey, Florida, or this week um, in Texas, uh, we are getting it done. We're getting the podcast out every week. It's, you know, this week's a tough one as far as the article. Probably not going to be able to get an article done this week just because I just don't have the time with flights, games, you know, interviews we're doing, stuff like that. So, uh, But we'll get back on that next week and, uh, and throughout the rest of the offseason into the 2022 2023 campaign which could be looking pretty bright if the Knicks uh can get this Jalen Brunson deal done and and I should add as well it would look pretty darn good on top of that if uh if DeJounte Murray the Spurs guard could be potentially a part of things during the offseason as well he's been linked with the Knicks before 
Multiple articles have written about it uh, today and yesterday. Knicks are among the teams, according to reports, that are interested in acquiring DeJounte Murray. That's according to SNY's Ian Begley. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um, and, and Ian Begley's uh, quote on Twitter that was on the SNY Knicks uh, Twitter account it's a it's a pretty good quote. He said, quote, you would think that they have the draft capital to at least get involved in the conversation. Uh, that's a great line because not only is it true, but it's like, yeah, that the Knicks were supposed to have a positive outcome to doing all of those things. Well, they do have a few picks laying around that they're not afraid to move. And it, it's the you know, it's the truth. So uh, Murray is entering the third year of a four year, sixty four million dollar contract. There are reports, however, that San Antonio have been looking to ship him out. So uh, Bleacher Reports, uh, Jake Fisher said that they are looking for a quote-unquote true holiday-like package in return. Um, and that would include uh, potentially at least three first-round picks. The Knicks currently own four first-round picks in next year's draft. Uh, and I think three of them are protected. I think the three the three that the Knicks got done or, or got in... I think the first deal they did of the night with the 11th pick are protected first round picks as well. And Murray is a player that can really defend, you know, DeJounte Murray is a potential impact player. And again, you start to look at what the Knicks need to do around a potential move for Jalen Brunson. DeJounte Murray is a guy you think about. He's, he's also 25 years old. I believe he went to Washington for his collegiate career. But again, you know, at his position where he can play the one and can play the two, he had a tremendous season, 21 points, 8.3 rebounds and 9.2 assists. It was on a San Antonio team. That's not your vintage Spurs group, but they were in the play in hunt. And I, I'm sorry, they got in the play in, they were in the play in um, and lost to the Pelicans. I beg your pardon. I think they finished ninth in the West. So, Murray played on a team that, again, they were 14 games under 500, but he got them into the play-in. So he's a guy that can fill it up. So you look at that along with Jalen Brunson, Randall, Barrett, and others, that is a much better-looking Knicks team than we saw than we had a month ago. So that's where it could potentially get exciting because what you're hoping with Jalen Brunson is that other shoes will start to drop. He will attract other players. That's the hope because now you can, you can look right and say, oh, wow, you know, make no mistake about it. The Knicks are building something here. The Knicks are not afraid to do what it takes to build something going forward. So though that's looking at it from a positive perspective, right? But that is very much still a possibility. So we'll have to see right? But Murray seems gettable as well and could be a long-term option in that backcourt with the Knicks. So he's been with the Spurs since they drafted him out of Washington all the way back in in 2016. So this is a guy that's been around the league. He's had some success and is in the prime of his career, much like Jalen Brunson. I think that's a big note as well. These are not aging players, and these are potentially some budding stars in the NBA. So that is where, as a Knicks fan, you can look at it 
and go, wow, th- th- this is actually going somewhere. And it's not just, you know, picking up somebody at the end of his career or that's injury prone, like Kemba Walker, for example. So, and to be fair, this team needed to be changed. And the Knicks have done that. You know, they, they've gotten Kemba Walker out. They needed to do that. That flopped. They needed to clear cap space. They sent Alec Burks off. They sent Nerlens Noel on. And the Nerlens Noel one, for me, is a tough one a little bit because we saw some great things from him during that playoff season a couple of years ago. And the hope was he could be a big part of this team moving forward. That's why the Knicks gave him that contract. And... It just hasn't worked out. And I they're all going to the Pistons, by the way, in two separate deals. And the Knicks are going to, you know, that, op- that opens up a big bulk of that cap space. And it's a big reason why the Knicks are, are favorites for Brunson. So it, it's fascinating to see what's going to happen moving forward. And it leads me into my next topic, which is looking at the Nets situation a little bit. And you know, again, broadening the scope a little bit to NBA free agency, which is going to start uh, or or have started by the time this podcast goes out. But the net situation is fascinating. The Knicks were briefly involved because on draft night, there were rumors going around that the Knicks are doing this to potentially go on a move to get Kyrie Irving, because now there's reports that Kyrie is looking to get out of Brooklyn. And, uh, it's wild to me, right? It's a wild situation. Um, I'll get to um, a, a, a thing I want to talk about with a, a Nets buddy of mine in a second. But the second domino there, right, is reportedly if Kyrie leaves, shoe number one, the other shoe to drop would be Kevin Durant potentially heading out. And then... It's not looking great long-term for Brooklyn. Like, that's your future. You've given up so much to have it be about Kevin Durant and Kyrie and and Ben Simmons, who just got there. Ben Simmons shows up hoping like, hey, guys, this is cool, right? Big three, James Harden, yeah, I don't need him, right? I'm here. Let's let's form a new big three. I'm going to do what I need to do. Let's see how we play together. And now the Brooklyn Nets could be stuck with not a lot of talent and Ben Simmons. That's pretty bad. The rest of the team around KD and Kyrie is either aging or they're not, you know, guys that are stars. They're role players. And then you have Ben Simmons, who, my God, who knows what we're going to see from him moving forward. And he's not even healthy right now. Hasn't played a game since he was traded from Philly to Brooklyn in that mega deal involving James Harden. So, because that's the thing. Like, you look back at that deal, right? And you say, well, who won the deal? I'd argue neither of them have, at least not yet. But Philly's at least gotten games out of James Harden, playoff games out of James Harden, where he has done relatively well. And it's remarkable to me that this Brooklyn deal, this Brooklyn situation, as quickly as it was put together, 
is as quickly as it could fall apart. It's unreal to me. And yeah, I mean, the Knicks were one of the options for Kyrie. It's not going to happen if Jalen Brunson's deal with the Knicks were to, you know, materialize and go through. If Jalen Brunson becomes a Nick, there's no need for Kyrie. I think that's very clear. And to be fair, according to the reports, and this, to be fair, this gave me a little bit of a relief uh, a couple days ago. You know, the Knicks are the favorites to get Jalen Brunson. And if that's the case, you know, again, um, if they get that deal done, then, you know, you don't have to worry about Kyrie at that point. And that's where, like, I think it's bad now if the Knicks don't get Jalen Brunson the Knicks are not going to get Kyrie. You look at the options around that they look at. I mean, I mean the, the three guys I wrote about in the article that the Knicks were linked to and why they were clearing all the cap space, Jalen Brunson was the most likely, and it's becoming more and more likely at the moment that it will happen. Kyrie is a long shot. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see why he would think, well, let me leave KD and I'll go to the Knicks. Like I, that just doesn't add up. There's other options where you'd be like, that would make a little bit more sense. And then, and then Malcolm Brogdon, where I just kind of went, all right, now we're really not on the same page about what the Knicks need and the fact that Malcolm Brogdon's been dealing with injury issues for multiple seasons now. So that's, you know, when we come back to it, that's where the Knicks stand. But, you know, quickly going back to the Brooklyn situation, it boggles my mind. And... I was talking to a buddy of mine, you know, I've talked to a buddy of mine who's a big Nets fan, uh, a college friend, where he talked to me about this a year ago, how worried he was that if the Nets did not win a championship right away, that the team might split up, you know? And he said, listen, there's already a threat of that every day. It's, it's Katie and Kyrie. They're always calling the shots. And, and by the way, there's multiple reports and books about their handling of the Nets Katie and Kyrie's handling of the Nets during the pandemic and how much they had a say in everything that went on practices, you know, day to day in and out of facilities kind of things, you know, and the way they were handling themselves during the pandemic in general. So and the way they have power in that organization. So it's pretty remarkable to kind of see how it's all potentially again, nothing's happened yet, but potentially falling apart here. For the Nets, and I think the biggest thing if you're a Brooklyn fan right now is, I mean, what the hell next? This team, not that there's nothing else there, but with just Ben Simmons and a bunch of role players, I mean, you'd be lucky in the East, the way it's shaping up, to be in in a conversation for the play-in. You know, I mean... If all goes well for the Knicks and they get all they all they want this offseason, I mean, the Knicks and Nets could switch places in the standings. I mean, that's how quickly this could turn. Because KD and Kyrie play by their own rules, folks. They've got a lot of power. They're obviously very talented. They've won championships. I mean, make no mistake about that. But this is the, this is the territory it comes with now in the NBA. You know, like, Players do have, certain players have strangleholds over organizations. And Katie and Kyrie are calling the shots in Brooklyn. And if Kyrie says that's enough, I've had it. 
And Katie says, well, all right, if he's had it, I'm good too. I'm out of here. The future for the Brooklyn Nets is, yikes almighty, not looking so good. Not looking so good whatsoever. So, very intriguing to see how that goes down. Um, Before we wrap up, make sure, as always, hit me up at SJ7 on Twitter. I apologize. I'm a little tired today. I just did three games uh, for MLS uh, Next Pro, or I should say, uh, sorry, MLS Next Cup down here. I've been doing Next Pro stuff down here as well, but MLS Next Cup uh, games today. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, again, there have been people that have been watching our streams on Twitch and on YouTube that have reached out. Uh, and if you're listening, really appreciate you uh, and your support this week. It's been a fun trip. You know, I've had the chance to explore around Frisco and Dallas. Uh, it's been amazing. Got to see some sites uh, and some historical sites as well. Got to go through Dealey Plaza the other day, which is a really humbling uh, experience for somebody that, you know, has researched uh, the Kennedy assassination and things of that nature. So if you're ever in Dallas, there's a lot to do. And Frisco as well. Great cities in Dallas. The only thing is I am, you know, I was, I was sun-kissed after the first day and I've already got some, uh, you know, some red developing on, on my face and arms, but, uh, but it's been a really, a really fun trip. So thanks as always for your support with the podcast, with the articles and with the, the work I do away from this as well. So uh, just to wrap up again, we'll be back to a relatively normal schedule of recording on the Thursday, putting out podcasts on the Friday uh, moving forward. So uh, it'll get a little bit, you know, back to the normality uh, that it is it is tended to be uh, over the last few years uh, when we get back to Florida and continue to do more play-by-play work there. So really cool stuff, really fun as always. So again, thank you so much for that. And again, at SHA7 on Twitter, hit me up. Let me know what you think about the Knicks. Let me know what you think about the free agent market in general. The Nets, in particular, could be all over the place uh, the next few weeks. Actually, wow, actually, just as I say that, I have Twitter open uh, on my laptop. I just saw, let me see if I could pull it back up. There was a new Woj tweet that just came out. Okay, literally, this just popped on my timeline. Brooklyn Nets guard Patty Mills has declined his $6.2 million option and will become a free agent. Now, he could obviously re-sign with Brooklyn, but is that a sign of things to come right at the end here? That's going to be a very interesting situation. So Patty Mills, who was brought in to be a part of this group, a leader on the team. I thought he was one of the better acquisitions of last off season's free agency period. Going to be very interesting to see if that is a sign of things to come for Brooklyn. Going to be fascinating. Is that the first shoe to drop? You know, does, does he know a little bit more than we know? Is it further along the process, you know, further along the process than, uh, than meets the eye going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. But until then we await to see what happens with Jalen Brunson, potentially see what happens moving forward with DeJounte Murray as well. Could the Knicks potentially get that stuff over the line? I mean, again, these are all going to be things that we, we talk about on the next podcast. It, it's really coming thick and fast. So one last, one last thing I just, I should have mentioned this a little bit more last week. 
one of the players I wrote about in the second round draft prospect options for the Knicks, the Knicks did take in, in Trevor Keels. And I, and I really think that he could be a nice depth piece on this team if he's able to earn a spot, you know, this offseason. He could end up in the G League. I mean, that's possible. A lot of people that have looked at him throughout the combine process see that as a good, you know, a good chance of happening. I'm just, I'm going to throw this out there. Give him a chance. And the Knicks have certainly done that. I think he's got a pretty good ceiling. I, I think he could potentially be a very good NBA player and could be a piece that, you know, you see what happens with the Knicks and where they're going. He could be a part of that. Could be a big part of that. So I'm very excited to see if it happens. And I'm very curious to see what's going to go on over the next week or so. And we'll see. Maybe we'll be talking about New York Nick. Jalen Brunson and potentially furthering things down the line on DeJounte Murray. And I'll say this, if that's the conversation next week, it hasn't been a bad week for the Knicks. That's a pretty darn good seven day stretch for the New York Knicks. So here's to that potentially talking about that next week. Thank you all so much as always for listening to the podcast, for reading the articles from all of our great writers on posting and that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast. You are all the best. Thanks so much for your support. Have a great week, and we will see you all next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.